0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus
1: Radio Network.
0: It's Remembrance Day 2017, and it's a day of great emotion in this country as we consider and we respect the men and the women who wore the uniform of Canada and wear the uniform of Canada and will wear the uniform of Canada to safeguard our way of life and to selflessly put themselves in harm's way for everyone else. Remarkable, remarkable people, lest we forget. Uh, This morning, I coincidentally came across my father's prisoner of war pin from the British POW Association. I mentioned to you that he was captured at Dunkirk. And uh, we'll talk a bit more about our families and about people we know in the military later on in the program, but Remembrance Day, and as much as this day is about honoring the selfless, patriotic, dedicated uh, men and women of the military, it's um, also about... uh, the men and the women of this country who today face challenges as a result of their fighting for this country and this nation's values. Struggles and fighting which is not always properly appreciated. Uh, It's my honor to speak with Major Mark Campbell. Major Campbell fought for this country um, in Afghanistan. He was with the Princess Patricia Canadian Light Infantry, and he lost both of his legs to an IED. We've spoken to Major Campbell previously and particularly about the Equitas lawsuit that is ongo- ongoing in uh, in British Columbia where we the federal government is going to court to try to make its case that it doesn't have any social contract with the men and women who are in uniform. Major Campbell is one of the uh, individuals involved in that lawsuit. There's so many parameters to Remembrance Day, Major Campbell, but most important, thank you so much for your service to this country. And thank you to your wife as well. She, I understand, was also a member of the Canadian Armed Forces.
1: That, that that's correct. Uh, and uh, thank you, thank you so much for that acknowledgement. It means uh, it means a great deal, not just today, but uh, but every day.
0: Remembrance Day in Ottawa. If, uh, I recall, during our conversation, you mentioned this was the first Remembrance Day for you in Ottawa.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, my first opportunity to attend a na- uh, attend a national ceremony. Um, so that that in and of itself was pretty exciting uh, for myself and. Uh, some of my uh, close compatriots who've who flown out from, uh, well, Chilliwack and uh, Logan Lake, B.C., and so on and so forth. So, yeah, we we've got a little contingent here, and uh, it, it's been a wonderful opportunity to tie our attendance at the national ceremony into our 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 felt need to to basically perform a, a one last public service announcement and give the government fair warning that they better get it right with the return to the pensions this month or next month
0: or uh, all bets are off. Well, you, uh, you and your co- comrades in, uh, in the military, you voluntarily joined, and you voluntarily gave of yourself, and you sacrificed so much of your life, mm-hmm. and uh, so many uh, have not come home in the various wars, including the two great wars Canada has participated in. When you get to a, a day like today, to Remembrance Day, what is the particular significance to you personally? And Major Campbell, do you remember specifically why it is that you decided to become a member of the military?
1: Um, yeah, the meaning of the day. Um, well, for me, to be honest with you, Roy, every day is, is Remembrance Day. I mean, all I got to do is glance down, I see my missing legs, and, and it reminds me of exactly um, what, uh, what sacrifice is, 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 is all about and what service to, to one's country uh, potentially entails. So um, for me, every day is Remembrance Day, but days like today um, tends to focus my thoughts specifically towards those uh, who I know who made the ultimate sacrifice and, and didn't come home, um, at least didn't come home um, walking and talking. So um, th- that's where my thoughts turn. I mean, I, when I think of all the people I know that I've lost or we've lost to uh, not just combat um, combat operations and combat deaths, but um, more poignantly, perhaps, to suicide after the fact, um, lives that could have been saved, lives that could have been salvaged, that, that have been lost in the aftermath of the war because people didn't receive the treatment that they needed and when they needed it.
0: That's as much a part of the story as almost everything else, any other component, because when, when somebody comes home, when you come home from, a, from uh, fighting for this country and fighting for the values of this country or defending others from others, and you're injured and wounded in the process, there's a realistic expectation that when you get home, your country's going to take care of you.
1: There is. Or there should be. There was. There was. <laughs> there, there, There is to a certain extent, but it has certainly um, been blunted by the, the, the rather harsh reality of what our new generation of veterans face after uh, the 1st of April 2006 with the... Uh, legislation known as the new Veterans Charter, the, the lump sum, the taking away of the lifetime uh, military dis- or medical disability pensions. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, been, it's been an ugly 11 years since they adopted the new Veterans Charter. I mean, I didn't find out that my, my, my um, financial compensation had been reduced by 40% over my lifetime compared to the former Pension Act. Until I was in my hospital bed watching my left leg get shorter by an inch every other day as they shaved the bone back uh, to try to make a viable stump. So really bad time and place to find out that you've been financially stiffed on top of being uh, well, being crippled for life. So uh, not a not a not a pretty situation.
0: Now Major I mean, Campbell, that. talk to us please about what it is that this federal government is is doing that the previous federal government was also doing to uh, to the members of the military who come home are wounded, injured, and require require help. The, the the fundamental message from Ottawa has been and continues to be we have no social contract with you regardless of what Sir Robert Borden said in 1917. So uh, talk to us, please, about what's going on with the Equitas lawsuit and what that particular position by the federal government does to people in the military emotionally.
1: Sure. The um, Well, the Equitas lawsuit is, is based on the fundamental disparity Uh, the, the lack of justice and fairness between the former Pension Act, which was in effect from 1909 until 2006. And that Pension Act was good enough for all those years to take care of Canada's war veterans. And it was by no means excessively generous, but it did provide financial security for life in the form of a medical disability pension, plus whatever military pension you had paid into over the course of your career. So you had dual income streams. Under the so-called New Veterans Charter, which came into effect on the 1st of April 2006, in the middle of the war, without telling any of us busy fighting the war, it reduced our disability compensation by approximately 40% over the lifetime of the individual. So um, what does that mean? It means a lump sum in lieu of a lifetime uh, disability pension. The lump sum on average is about $40,000. The maximum is $360,000, but you got to be missing a couple limbs like I am in order to qualify for the maximum. Um, for the vast majority of our disabled soldiers, um, veterans, they're expected to make a still successful transition to some form of civilian life, civilian career. So they don't receive anything but that lump sum and a handshake. For those who are seriously disabled like myself, we receive the lump sum, uh, which is tax-free, and then we receive a bunch, uh, series of taxable benefits, which um, are supposed to provide for our financial or our income loss problem is those benefits are subject to regulation and changed by the government on a whim if they want to tighten their belts um, and they don't take the form of a, of a real pension a real pension is tax-free a real pension has no clawback of your military pension which is the first thing they claw back away from me um, as part of my disability settlement um, so i don't see my military pension it's invisible to me it's part of my income and uh, part of my overall income, and uh, and uh, the government. Um, uh, let me think. There's three three aspects tax free. Uh, the government can not mess with it on a whim because it has to be legislatively addressed uh, in order to change the rates. And the fact there's no clawback of the military pension. Those are sort of the three qualifying um, parameters of a of a true pension. Unfortunately, what we understand the government is proposing for the sole uh, for the the prime minister's oft promised reinstatement of a lifetime pension uh, we're expecting something that is going to be substantially less than the former pension act which is going to leave us with again two standards of veteran so we'll have the ridiculous situation ludicrous really of two soldiers same war same injuries fundamentally different financial compensation packages for life how does that make any sense is that fair
0: Now, nothing of what you've said to me is fair, whether you've said it today or said it in the past, the way that you're being treated and other military members, the members of the Canadian Armed Forces, are being treated by successive federal governments is embarrassing, disturbing, and has to be just absolutely alarming. To, it's frustrating yeah and frustrating and uh, and, and, and uh, to alarming to members who have lost as much as you know uh, like like you've lost or or, well, or it's, others it's have the lost members,
1: it's it's Roy the the, the 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 really the part that hurts the part that hits me in the heart is my family yeah it, it this affects the families as much as it affects the yeah, serving members yeah. and maybe most Canadians don't realize that when when a, when a member of the family serves in the Canadian Armed Forces, everybody in the family serves in the Canadian Armed Forces, because mm-hmm. you get moved around, uh, you're subject to certain pay grades, and, you know, on and on it goes. You live uh, the military life. Military families, military brats, children raised in the military environment, I mean, they have a, a pretty unique lifestyle, and they make a lot of sacrifices along the way, uh, including, you know, spouses holding down, uh, becoming a single spouse while the, while the the uniform member goes away for six, seven, eight months on a on a mission. And, uh, yeah, it's tough on the family. So when you get an injury, uh, a li- a, a career ending, uh, life threatening injury like that, guess what? The entire family's along for the ride.
0: Yeah. It's a life changer.
1: Yeah. And, and, the sh- it, it turned my family dynamic on its head. I mean, I was in a, I'm in a wheelchair for life. I can't swing a hammer, do the things I used to do. I have to throw money at every problem that comes along the, the pipeline to do with my home or, or what have you. So being crippled is very expensive on the first part. Um, that's why most disabled people are on some form of uh, social assistance and, 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 and live at or below the low-income cutoff is because being being handicapped is actually very expensive. Um, medical equipment's a bit of a racket, you know. You pay $7 for a leaky urinal, like, man, come on, give me a break. But that that be that as it may, those are just some of the, 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 the you know, the, the, the day-in and day-out aggravations of, being, of right. being handicapped. But the family's along for the ride. And, you know, to show its appreciation for what the family members do, the Government of Canada eliminated all of the family benefits that were available under the former Pension Act. And the new Veterans Charter has absolutely no family recognition except for the recently, um, recently implemented and in, 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 in increased um, uh, family caregiver um, recognition allowance, which is $1,000
0: a month. Major Campbell, I, I need to I need to take a quick break. I want to talk to you some more, though. Please stay with us, Major Mark Campbell. PPCLI was in Afghanistan, lost both of his legs in a directed IED attack. And then after the IED attack, the uh, insurgents attacked with uh, mortars and RPGs and machine gun fire. It is Remembrance Day. There are so many facets and aspects to this day. When we come back, I'm going to ask Major Campbell about that particular day and uh, what the relationships mean over the years between the men and the women who stand together and fight together. Stay with us. Intelligent Talk Radio. Intelligent Talk Radio.
1: This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
0: Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, and I'm on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Also speaking with Major Mark Campbell, PPCLI, who lost both his legs in Afghanistan to an IED, a controlled IED. Major Campbell, uh, what was that? How did that day begin?
1: Um, That day was one of those days where you probably should have just stayed in bed, but be that as it may. Um, the actual operation, I was, I was, I was, it was 2008, uh, summer of 2008, first of June. And I was mentoring the, uh, Afghan national army and, uh, teaching them, um, basically on the job training and combat operations. Um, so teaching as we, as we went and, um, we were doing a series of village clearance operations that day, looking for IED manufacturing facilities, um, bomb making factories and, uh, it was just one of those days where where, where uh, the, the fog, what we call the fog of war, the friction, the the Murphy's law was kicking in left right and center and it was just it was a, it was a crazy day. I mean, to include uh, an Afghan in in a, in a single file uh, line of uh, marching men who who was playing with the safety on his ak 47 and put three rounds into his own left thigh and got a femur bleed and had to be evacuated. you know, that just crazy stupid stuff happening left right and center that day. Uh, uh, coming across huge drug manufacturing facilities, uh, but, but nothing to do with the IEDs. And then, um, basically, uh, a Canadian platoon that was providing security to our right side, protecting our right side as we uh, worked with the Afghans in the villages, they came into a, a heavy uh, contact, at, uh, troops in contact with uh, a sizable Taliban force. And uh, they had a sergeant who was shot through the arm and the leg and uh, was going to, uh, he was going into shock, and he was assessed as, 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 as going to die if they couldn't evacuate him in a timely fashion. We were the only other force available to essentially go to the rescue, take over the fight, uh, so that that Canadian platoon could break contact with the enemy and, 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 and withdraw and, and take care of its casualties. Um, so we were en route, literally running to the sound of the guns, and uh we were ambushed en route when we did a a security halt just short of uh, what we thought was contact with the the bad guys and as they are wont to do uh, they 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 performed what they call we call a complex ambush we would do the same thing to them if we had the opportunity to do so they picked a good spot of ground where they knew we would stop they picked a spot of ground where they knew the leadership would probably be in the center because they're not stupid they know our our tactics and uh they uh they waited uh, for me they they identified me as leadership wearing a different uniform and talking on the radio um, and they waited until i walked across a certain piece of ground where they had a buried bomb dozens of other people had already walked across that ground and uh nothing but uh, my turn came along and when i stepped on that certain patch of dirt they pulled the trigger and blew me up and that that initiated a complex ambush with uh, us being hit by three sides from prepared positions with uh PKM machine guns and uh rocket-propelled grenades. So it was, uh, I won't won't use cuss words, but it was a bad day at the office. It it got ugly real quick. Um, We gave the good news right back to them, which was good. Um, The soldiers performed brilliantly under fire, uh, including rescuing me and saving my life and getting the tourniquets on my legs, uh, both of which needed double tourniquets because the femoral arteries were bleeding. uh, The left leg was gone above the knee. It was vaporized. The right leg was hanging off by a few threads. So it was a bit of a mess. Uh, I remember one soldier standing over me and going, "Oh my God, what are we supposed to do with this?" I thought, "That's not what I need to hear." Oh, but, <laughs> yeah, my. Such as life, right? I mean, it's just, that's just well, nature.
0: Major but it, Campbell saved
1: my life. It took a long time. Sorry, I don't want to drag this out, but uh, just to finish off, it was about uh, a ninety-minute over hill and dale uh, running gun battle to get us out of there, and it was a, it was a, it was a bit of a dog's breakfast. Bad day at the office.
0: It is, it is amazing to listen to. It's disturbing. Uh, But that's, as you would tell me, that's war. What you don't expect is the treatment that you received when you came home, and that's where the objection has to be raised by the people of Canada in support of the members of the Canadian Armed Forces. Major Campbell, it's always an honor to speak with you. Thank you so much, and particularly on Remembrance Day. All the very best to you, sir. Thank you for your service. Well,
1: Roy, thank you so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate talking to you. You're a a true supporter of the, the men and women in uniform and out of uniform. And uh, on this Remembrance Day, I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me and getting our story out there. It's it's greatly appreciated.
0: Anytime, Major. Thank you again. All right. You have a good one. All the very best. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Major Mark Campbell from the PPCLI. We'll come back and we're going to talk about Remembrance Day and the Sacrifices of the Men and the Women Who Wear the Uniform.